Welcome, Rad Dads, back to episode three of the second season. And it's me and Sal on the mic. What's going on, Sal? What's up, Rob? All right, we have a special episode for you tonight. We're going to talk about divorced dads. No, 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 don't get worried. We didn't get divorced. No. But we did interview some divorced dads, and we got some very interesting feedback. Very interesting. Very interesting and very contrary. And everyone had their own little story and and little things, that tidbits that they told us that was interesting and informative. And since we're not in that grouping, it was all eye-opening to us. Yes, definitely eye-opening. So what what would you say is the, I guess, the most eye-opening or or the biggest lesson you learned? Let's start with the biggest lesson because I have one in particular in mind. Communication is key. Damn you. (laughs) So (laughs) I wasn't going to put it as elegantly as that, but communication is key. It's very important for the relationship. And talking to the dads we talk to, that's one of the areas that, Honestly, they both failed at. They didn't do a good job. Both them and their their ex spouse. Yes, I'm gonna. So they all four were yes guilty were guilty yes. of lack of communication. Agreed. I'm not, not gonna not get just, as yeah, specific. Yeah. Not just the dads. All all yeah. four. So the reason we did interviews instead of having a live member is because the dads we talked to when we were trying to get to get on the show weren't really willing to get on the show and and open up. Yeah, it's, maybe it's Patrick per- maybe it, Patrick may have. He may have if we had asked him. Oh, that's true. Now, now that I think about it, but the the couple of other people that we talked to weren't willing to come on the show and really talk about it. Um and and I get it. We understand, but I think it's informative for our dad our dad nation, whatever we're calling our our rad dadders out there. The rad dadders. Rad dadders. I'll go with rad dadders. <laughs> You know, for them to know, because some of them may be divorced and or thinking about getting divorced or in the process of divorce. I think the other thing that I learned that I didn't know, and I think because the first the first people we talked to were a little bit more happy go lucky. Yes, the the, fir- the, fir- the first guy we interviewed made it sound like uh, divorce was was uh, easy as uh, pumpkin pie. Yeah, there's no problem. You that just... There was no issues. I mean, he did say that there were some rough patches. They went through some rough patches. But he said, uh, you know, it was uh, smooth sailing after they, they, they got on the same wavelength. Yeah, and I think the reality is, based on talking to the people we talked to, divorce is not easy. I'm a child of divorce. And it's um, not cheap. And yes, that was the other big thing. It was not cheap. And that was the other big lesson is that you could go end up being in the courthouse and you could think you have an agreement and then your ex goes, well, nah, really not. Yeah, I'm not buying it this time. Or the judge says, yeah, this is not enough. The two hours or three hours you waited there, you have to pay your lawyer. You so wait, yeah. So you, lawyer. you sit and wait for two to three hours before you're, you're, you're seen by the judge. So that time that you're sitting for two or three hours because the judge and what he was doing, he was backed up. You're paying your lawyer to sit there and pace back and forth until the judge is ready. And then when you're heard, like Rob said, your ex-wife might decide, ah, you know what? I want a little more. This is not going to be the final. And then, you know, back to the drawing board with the lawyers talking and, and going back and forth. And, you know, they, they, they can get some costly, uh, they, it, it can get costly. So you're not only paying three hours, you're paying six hours. And then the other thing that was informative was, Okay, you're paying for the lawyers and probably a court processing fee or something. But then you also have a loss of a day of work. 
So if you're an hourly employee and you don't have days to take, you're losing that income also. So on top of paying everything out, now you're not getting any income to pay that yeah. out. You just paid double. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so that's great. I think the other thing is is the first people we talked to were, were kind of painted a rosier picture. But the some of the other people we talked to actually said, you know, if there's kids involved, it's complicated and it's it gets that much more complicated. Yeah, it gets that much more complicated. If you don't have kids, that's that's a different thing, but then you wouldn't be listening to this podcast. Right. But if you Or if, maybe you would. Or maybe you would. Hey, we welcome all dudes, we women, whoever. If you want to listen, if you find us entertaining, I find myself entertaining. <laughs> yes. So, Rob, I do find you entertaining. <laughs> Sal finds me entertaining, I believe. Totally lost my train of thought by going off and being a pompous asshole. <laughs> Old age is getting to you, huh? I know. That's the other thing that that kind of came up. The divorce with kids is is tough and having that conversation if you get divorced before your kids are old enough to understand what's going on that's one thing but you got out of that difficult talk initially but don't think you're out of it for the foreseeable future which was the case with our the, yes. the other dad we, we interviewed he got divorced when his son was three months old and there wasn't really that conversation when they first got divorced but he did say when his son was 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 about five years old you know, he wanted to know why why mommy and daddy weren't together. So, so he he kind of had to put it in, in five year old, you know, five uh, in, a, in a way that a five year old would understand. So he just told his son that look, mommy and daddy just don't play nice anymore. Listen, sometimes the simplest way is the, is the most most accurate. Yeah, because I mean that's that's exactly true. It was well, it she's was a, a fucking lunatic. <laughs> she's a fucking lunatic. You can't say that. You have to keep a calendar that aligned with all this if you have kids all the kids activities because i know with two boys we are doing weekly skiing you know and covid obviously throws everything in up in the air but yeah we gotta keep we gotta keep putting this fucking plexiglass box up every time we record i know (laughs) so i took a picture of the plexiglass box too 10 minutes ago you know prior to covid there was you know you had you had soccer you had football you had whatever sport your kids are taking part in plus if you have girls, they do dance, and if you know, you know, thinking do... thinking about it, it's got to be easier now that the COVID because they're not as active. You know, it, it divorced. Yeah, dads but now they're growing kids. in two two directions. It, it, well, yeah, like what <laughs> horizontally? <laughs> yeah, yeah, vertically and horizontal. We went over this. That's why I'm spending like a small fortune going skiing. But this weekend, I'm not I'm not going to take them skiing. I think I'm going to take them hiking. And awesome. then they're going to and then they're going to bitch the whole time and be like, "Can we go back to skiing?" It's the goal. <laughs> Because first of all, the other thing is I sit in my office all day. I sit, I was thinking about this this week because I really don't go outside and go for walks anymore because it's 30 degrees out. It's the best time to go. What? When it's 30 degrees yeah. and, and windy? Yeah, yeah. That's great. Perfect. Yeah. Suit up and go. Yeah. I used to, during the spring or summer, I would take a conference call during a walk because it's not bad. There's no, if there's wind, yeah, it'd be get bad. But if there's no wind, it's, it's nice right now. No, thank you. But it gets everyone out of the house and kind of doing an activity. Going back to what you were saying about getting on schedule. So the two different sides of of this, the one, the one divorce dad said, yeah, every two months they sit down, they go over, they go over a calendar and, and they, they, they plan it out what the next two months are going to be. The other divorce dad, (laughs) he knows it's every other weekend. It gets a little crazy with, uh, you know, his ex-wife wants to go on vacation. It's her weekend. Or she wants to go out. 
or can take our son when he's got plans. It gets a little sticky like that. The first, the first guy divorced dad, he made it sound like it was, uh, you know, uh, easy peasy lemon squeezy. Were there rainbows and uh, unicorns? Rainbows, rainbows and unicorns, yeah. yeah. Listen, the, everyone has a different experience. Yes, yes. And, you know, sometimes it's a mutual breakup and sometimes it's not. And when it's not, it's, it's a little bit more difficult. Or if someone's at fault, you know, or for whatever reason, that's, that makes it. You know, a little bit more, a little bit easier for for the one partner versus the other, but they still may be going for your throat and your wallet. So, yes, one of my friends, he was married for two years. He got divorced, and he pretty much told me two years. Huh? He was married for two years. He pretty much told, and he had this extravagant wedding, extravagant wedding. He told me that what he realized was, yes, this girl was great in college. She was a, she was, she was his girlfriend in college. Had a great time with her in college. And he pretty much gave her everything and said, here you go. He did meet his next wife and he got married a second time a couple of years later. Maybe, who knows, maybe even more recent than that. Maybe he met her before they broke up. I don't know. But, you know, he he just knew that it was, she wasn't, he thought she was right. And after a year or two, he's like, yeah, it's not. But, you know, people do meet other people and, and kind of move on and they grow. I'm reading the National Law Review. By April of last year, there was an increase of 34% in the United States of divorce for divorced couples. There was a full 20% of couples who had been married for five months or less sought divorce <laughs> during the that's nuts during the code during the COVID period. That is insane. That that that's short. Five months or less. I mean, you got to remember, <laughs> during COVID, you would see a person in the morning when you woke up, and you'd see them when you get home. Right. Right? And you'd see them on the weekends. You didn't have to spend 24-7 with them. No. And this is... And I get it. Listen, we, we're, we're almost at 12 months now of not going fucking anywhere. Yeah. I mean, Oh, we just heard today that the, the next 100 days, they're going to open school. They're going to open everything back up like nothing ever Who said that? Oh, the, the new guy. Oh, What's really? Yeah. Next 100 days. The next 100 days. Yes, that's the plan. So I do have to tell you something that I read today, and I didn't want to tell you on air, but I thought it was funny. Um, so are we going to pause here, and then you're going to tell me, or are you going to tell no, me? No, I'm now? totally telling you on air. <laughs> it doesn't matter our political views, but what... We love everybody. Yes. So I think one of my friends put it best, and he's a really, really far-right Republican, is this is not like the Giants versus the Eagles, where you hope the Eagles, like... Donovan McNabb breaks his leg and they can't play next year. Or, you know, that we destroy you and when we win, if the Eagles beat us, we're not rooting for them in the NFC NFC divisional playoffs, right? If you're a Republican, your guy lost. Now you have to cheer for the new guy because we're all on the same team. I know those of you out there will say that wasn't returned, you know, over the past four years. But I am a person, apparently I'm a spiritualist. That's what my wife was telling me earlier today. Spiritualist, I said, huh? Because, well, because I said something, and she's like, that's very... Uh, Dude, you're a pescatarian, you're a spiritualist. What, what, what no, else? No, because I, I, I was saying that I don't think God really cares what you do throughout your life unless you do something that's really crazy. Even though I'm a really, really strict Catholic, I don't think he gives a shit as long as you're a good person at heart. That's what I think. And I know you we have 10 good, commandments. And you, you do good and do good. I believe in karma. You, yeah. you do good and, and good comes to you. Yes, I, I heard this saying years ago. We are a gift from God. 
what we make of ourselves is our gift to God. Yep. Getting back to what I what I wanted to tell you. So I see this letter from the, I think it's the CEO of Amazon Americas to the new president saying, we're here to help you. Aha. Amazing how that happens, huh? And I started <laughs> dying laughing. I was like, where the fuck have you been for the past three months when the vaccine was ready? Yeah. So... And then people are commenting, oh my God, that's so great. Uh, it would have been great if you did it three months ago and you put your differences behind you. Yep. And you were like truly worried about humanity instead of being a complete asshole. Yep. I'll leave it at that. But my whole thing is it's humanity should be pulling together. I put your political differences aside. It's absolutely ridiculous in my mind. But who am I? I'm middle of the road type of person. You're Rob Schilt. I, I like straddle the line. I like both sides a little bit, but... You Not play, really. You play for both sides. I play for both sides, <laughs> both teams. I'm on a roll tonight. Oh yeah, you left yourself open for that one. <laughs> episode was two. Episode three was much better. <laughs> oh my god. That might be the title of the episode. Rob plays for both teams. <laughs> now that'll get some clicks. <laughs> Rob's so, a switch hitter. <laughs> so coming back to this, bringing this full circle, I think from a divorced dad perspective, I think there's. You know, listen, if you're the other thing that I learned, sorry, I'm going to I'm going to take a step back. The the other thing I learned from one one of our one of the people we interviewed is that he was willing to go to marital uh, counseling, which I didn't know before that that interview that he had actually tried to make it work, make it work. And, you know, listen, if if you feel your spouse, you know, wants to get divorced or you're thinking about it. You know, I wouldn't put it past you to, you know, people go to marriage counselors. Not right now. Maybe it, virtually right it, now. It's not taboo. No. I, I, I know people that go to marriage counselors once a year just just to let air things out and make sure, you know, everybody's all on the same page. Still and, and, that, and, and that. Maybe they switch teams. Oh, you never know. <laughs> Do they have white Adirondacks chairs in front of their house? <laughs> or, or a white rock? A white rock. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think, you know, you do everything, especially when you there's kids. You know, you do it, try to try to make it work, because based on the people we interviewed, divor- well, first of all, divorce is costly. Divorce ain't easy. But the other thing that was said, I can't remember who said it. One one of the people we interviewed said it, is, and I mean this this is true all along. Is you only live once, so if you're unhappy, and you don't see any path to you know, happiness happy, sounds so corny. A happy path, then yeah, you have to change. I'm on a roll tonight. Then you have to change course. Happy path. Happy path. <laughs> happy ending. That's what. I, there you go. Um, I knew that's what you were going for. <laughs> happy Gilmore. Divorce is tough for anybody, yeah. especially if if there's kids involved. Um, don't be afraid to go to a marriage counselor or even suggest a marriage counselor if that's something that you're going through right now. Um, if there's if you're happy. Or you think that both of you can be happy? Suggest suggest a marriage counselor. Go to a marriage counselor. See if you guys can work things out. Um, <clears throat> it's it's not easy. It's tough with the kids. But if you're divorced, I'm sure you. It was a shitty process. As a child of divorce, it sucks. I probably have, and it's it's comical in my mind. Is my parents got divorced when I was 31, and it hurt as much as probably it hurts if. Getting divorced at any time. So you, now you get two birthday gifts. No, and two I, Christmas gifts. Yeah, yeah, I do. I get two birthday mm-hmm. gifts and two Christmas gifts. I mean, yeah, but 
It still sucks. No, like, yeah, I, I know. You know, you it wasn't a mutual thing, so that's even made it tougher. And then you have your parents, you know, you hear it from both sides. Yeah. So for a long time, it was tough for me to interact with with my parents, my, one of my parents, because I felt that they were at fault and at some point put that aside. And that's... I just move on. And just move on. And if I wanted a relationship with my parents, which my parents are older at this point, you have to put it aside. Sure. It taught me a lot about myself and, you know, what kind of was a priority, but... I couldn't imagine doing it when you're five or, you know, when you're 15. Like, I have friends whose parents got divorced. One of my friends was saying, like, 12. He was 12. And he's like, yeah, I was, you know, it sucked, but I got over it. And it does. It it heals over time. And I think maybe, like, when you're younger, it's easier. Yeah, you just get used to it. Yeah, one, you one kind of grew up with it. Yeah, especially with the one divorced dad we, we interviewed, his son was five. It was His son was three months. So... Yeah. He didn't know he didn't know anything different. Yeah, and that's he grew up that way. So, and even the other divorced dads we we interviewed, their their kids were pr- are pretty young or yeah. were pretty young. So, you know, I think it's I think it's easier when you're younger because you don't fully understand the situation, to be honest. Um, but when you're older, maybe it's tougher because you kind of grew up in a different mindset, and you had this image of marriage in your mind that wasn't necessarily true right. you know it's smoke and mirrors sometimes and that, and that's what you grew up believing so i listen we talked about divorce for 20 minutes one one thing another one thing i learned well one of the divorce dads told us was he never ever bashed his ex-wife or talked bad to his son about his ex-wife he let him figure it out on his own his son knows he goes how did you last that long with her <laughs> I forget how many years they were married before they they had him, but his son his son understands. You know, he never filled his his son's head with, with BS about his ex wife. He he was all for letting him figure it out on his own. That's important. For I, I think anything. everybody should do that. You know, you yeah. don't you you really yeah okay maybe it was a, a really shitty divorce and but let your kids figure it out on their own because you never know. One day they might resent you. For filling their heads with, with shit. In that situation, not Mike the situation, in that situation, I think best case is shut your fucking mouth. Because there's nothing that's going to be gained on bad-mouthing your ex. No. I agree. Yeah, you'll feel better for the moment, but it may cost you, you know, the relationship, the, probably the most important relationship in your life, or one of the most important, right? And especially at that at that given point in time, if you're not married or have a girlfriend, like that is your most important relationship. It could cost you the relationship with your child years down the line because you spent all that time filling their head with garbage of your ex-partner. And later on, when they figure it out, when they're old enough to realize or understand what you were doing, they may absolutely resent you. So... Cherish the moments you have now with your children. I, I, I think it's important. Live here and now with, with your kids today. If she did you wrong or you did her wrong, do it for the best interest of your kids. Okay. I've never experienced it, but listening to the two divorced dads, that's something, that's one thing that I got from, that, from interviewing the dads. Spend the time with, with your children or your, your child. Make the best of it. Not every weekend has to be a holiday, you know, Take them on, on lavish uh, trips, but spend that time and make memories. 
And I think the other interview that we're going to drop after this episode, another thing we kind of learned was even though you're divorced and you have to set up a new home that you shouldn't really cohabitate with your children, meaning you should, probably shouldn't all have, be in the same in one room. room. Yeah. So if you, if that you got, was interesting. Yeah, that was. So if you got, if you got two kids, if you're looking for a new place to live in because you got divorced, you're not looking for a one bedroom apartment or, you know, you got to have your own you space. You need your own space. Yeah. And so do your kids. Yeah. I am probably one of the people who most understands the, all the kids being in the same room as the parents because my kids apparently can't get out of our room. Well, my, <laughs> one child. My my one child at 8 o'clock passes out. Like on the dot every night. Sure, rub it in. Yeah, but the other one doesn't. And that's just frustrating. <laughs> um, so, you know, it's... It's one of those things is that your kids have to grow up at some point and you want to prepare them to grow up and be independent and stuff on you because you, you, they're no longer your babies and they're becoming adults and becoming, you know, successful and you mature, know, mature, mature individuals and in society. So that that's always tough to see that happen. And at some point, you know, once our kids get to, well, your oldest is almost there. But my oldest, you know, and your youngest, I guess, are kind of approaching that yep. that range. Is they're starting to hit that puberty sign, and I can't even. Look, I don't even want to hit the peak of that mountain. My so my oldest, and she was had class the other day, and she said the teacher was talking about puberty. She goes, Dad, the the teacher was talking about puberty with boys in the class. I said, Honey, puberty is not just for girls. I said, Puberty is for. For, for boys too, they they go through it. She goes, "What happens to a boy when he hits puberty?" <laughs> and I said, "He gets, he grows a mustache, <laughs> and he has pimples." Oh my god! But there is, uh, we had an in, uh, a very interesting uh, interview on Tuesday night. Very wonderful person uh, that we had the opportunity to interview. They cater to uh, divorced dads, and someone looking for a new space, and they told us that three things a divorced dad should look for when. When looking for a new place, if you're getting divorced, is a place to eat. You got to have a place to eat inside the, your new house or new space or new apartment. A place to hang out and relax, couch area, and a place to sleep. But you know, what, if you don't have kids, it's fine, one bedroom. But if you have kids, you got to go, you know, two, two, two plus bedrooms. And that episode will be dropping not this weekend, but the following weekend. And I just want to give a big shout out to Stacy Herman. Um, from Stripe Street Studio, does a wonderful job and is a wonderful person. So with that all said, do you want to give the dad lesson? It's PG, so usually that's on me, right? Yeah, go ahead, because okay. you, you like the PG stuff. I like the PG stuff. <laughs> so the dad lesson we came up with this week is you have to not only listen to what someone is saying, but you also have to hear them. And I think <clears throat> that's one of the biggest lessons for anybody, no matter if professional personal parenting it's not just about standing there nodding your head and saying yes 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 it's about fully understanding and ingesting what they're saying and making sure you're truly hearing what what they're saying and listen i'm as guilty of it as anybody else is that i'll sit there and i'll be multitasking and multitasking sometimes is completely doing something else and trying to pay attention and not even hearing a damn word and then being like, oh, I'm sorry, can you repeat that? People don't don't want to repeat themselves and they want you to pay attention to what they're talking if you're having a conversation with them. And it's truly important. Especially if it's something that's that's meaningful to them. That You have your phone in one hand and you're trying to hold, 
you're trying to hold a conversation with, with someone at the same time. Just like I'm doing right now? Yes. Okay. As he's staring at me <laughs> trying to type something to my wife. So, yes, communication is key. Not only listen to the person that's talking, but you also got to hear them. You also got to understand them. You also got to understand where they're coming from. You yeah. Know? So, sometimes tempers flare and, and, and you know, you got to breathe for 10 seconds to understand. It helps. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm pretty psyched about our lineup this year. Yeah, me too. I we All right. We're going to break for, for bourbon tasting, but I will tell everyone... This year is going to be off the chain. We already have had two interviews, and we have another one. No, we have, we've, we've had one, two, three, three, four interviews. Four interviews. We have another one coming up um, with an author and a chief strategy officer. Pretty pretty excited. I think it's going to be a fantastic year. But we'll start teasing them as, they, as they're about to drop, and we'll break here for a bourbon sipping. Be right back. I want and we are back. Uh, as promised, we're back with our bourbon review. Tonight, we are reviewing Dad's Hat Pennsylvania Rye Whiskey, finished in vermouth barrels. Um, I ain't going to lie, I was a little skeptical at first when I, when I read the label, but um, here we go. <laughs> so the alcohol classification, uh, Pennsylvania Rye Whiskey, finished in vermouth barrels, as I just mentioned. Uh, distillery is Mountain Laurel Spirits in Bristol, PA. So a little uh, history on Dad's Hat. At Dad's Hat, they only use natural local ingredients and the most careful methods. Dad's Hat is made in Pennsylvania, which is the birthplace of rye whiskey, which I had no idea. That is pretty interesting. That is pretty interesting. I learned something new tonight. Um, Dad's Hat Rye is finished in Quade Wineries. I, I guess that's how you spell it. Uh, pronounce it Quadi. How would you pronounce that? Q-A-D-Y. Quadi. Quadi. Quadi Wineries via Sweet Vermouth Casks. Casks. Um, it is uh, 94 proof, which is 47% alcohol by volume. It is aged a minimum of six months in new oak quarter barrels, then finished for three months in the vermouth barrels. Uh, the filtration is unknown. Batch size on the label, it says genuine small batch. I'd like to know what that means. The only place we've ever seen the actual small batch was Calumet, where we, they told us it was 50 barrels, right? Yes. Yes. The mash bill, 80% rye, 15% barley malt, 5% rye malt. Awards, 2015, they got 90 points by wine enthusiasts. Also in 2015, they got top 100 spirits, spirits by wine enthusiasts. Colors of dark amber, price point, uh, depending on where you are, 35 to $50. If you are paying $50, I suggest you go find another liquor store to shop at because it's not worth $50. Nose and aroma. Uh, I get the rye, spice, cinnamon, and I'm going to say it is a a very unique-smelling bourbon. Full glass, it's not... I don't know. It's got. I'm guessing because it was finished in vermouth barrels, it, it gives that unique uh, smell to it. But it, it definitely has a unique smell. Um, cinnamon, 
Get little undertones of cinnamon and, and some vanilla. Uh, tasting, I get the rye spices. It, it's definitely a burn. Burn oh, on the lips burn. And, and burn going down. There's that burn on the lips again. Finish, it is not a smooth finish. It's It's got a burn to it. I don't know. It's an interesting finish, aside from the burn. <laughs> Overall, I think it's a very complex bourbon. Not used to. I've drinking many ryes before. I think it's an interesting combination of the uh, vermouth barrels and the rye. I've never had a rye finished or a bourbon finished in a vermouth barrel. I, Should I've had, the vermouth give it more of like a sweetness? Yes, but I don't get the sweetness. Yeah, I don't get the sweetness either. No, when you when we first opened the bottle, so the glass has been sitting for a while. When we first opened the bottle and I took a sip, it, it, to me, I got more of the bitterness. When you smell it, though, when you open it, I got the sweetness of the smell from the bottle. I haven't gotten it when we poured it. Even in, even in the dry the, glass? The dry glass? No. I, definitely no sweetness. Um, Being sediment spices. Yeah, I don't, I don't taste the sweetness in the vermouth. On their website, they, they say that it's got uh, the sweetness from the ver- vermouth casks. I don't get that. Uh, overall, I think it's complex because of that combination. Um, would you like to give my ranking or would you like to do yours? Go ahead. Why don't you do... I'll give mine. Give your um, review. So from... So someone corrected me in in a um, off-cycle recording that we did. So my three rankings are taste, aroma, and price. So taste slash finish, aroma, and price. The price is okay. I have... There's better bourbons to me. Point. I agree. Um, is is lacking. I feel like the burn is overpowering in the aroma, and the only time I get the the cinnamon is through the dry glass method. Yes, we coined. We coined, and then the taste is it's spice. It's it's all spice, and it's and there's a there's a burn. There's a I wouldn't say on my lips there's a burn, but there's definitely a burn down the esophagus. So for me. I'm not a fan. I I, got to give it a a four barrel. Four barrel. Four barrel. I'm giving it a three barrel. I thought I was. I thought I was being harsh. I'm. I like rise, but this is not one that that's gonna make my shelf. No, it's 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 been sick. It's an interesting. I mean, it is a unique tasting bourbon. It's for when our mutual friend comes over. He can drink that wine enthusiast. Wine enthusiast gave it a great rating. Maybe they should stick to wine. (laughs) <laughs> just saying I was thinking the same thing <laughs> but yeah everybody's palate's different if you were looking at it on the shelf and you want to try it where they recommend everyone, everyone's palate's different sounds right but if you want something that's going to burn and that's not incredibly tasty and is pricey sure go buy it you I know mean, what uh, reach out to us we'll send you a two finger pour and a little uh <laughs> Test tube. And a little test tube. And then you let us know what you think. All right. So I think that's... Uh... That concludes our bourbon tasting for this evening. Thanks for joining us, everybody. We'll catch you on the next episode. Join us on the next episode where we talk with Stacy Herman. Yes. About Stripe, Stripe Street Stripe Studio. Street. She talks about interior design and bridging the change from married life to divorce life. It is an interesting episode. We encourage you guys to listen and comment. Thank you very much for listening. Be sure to tune into our next episode. If you like what you heard, share with someone you like or maybe dislike. 
Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Tumblr, iTunes, Podbeam, Google Cast, Pandora, YouTube, your sister's ass, and Spotify. Be sure to smash that subscribe and follow button, too. If you have any questions or comments or want to give us some feedback, you can hit us up at the Rad Dad Show at gmail.com.